In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. I'm Bess. And I'm George. All right, everyone. Basically how we do this is um, we each pick a topic we would like to be the host for. Um, So me, Nancy, I'm the host for the day. Um, And today we are going to be talking about ghosts. Yes. Our fave. it is our favorite as a collective group. <laughs> we're, we're, we're obsessed with stupid stories about ghosts. Um, <laughs> Ghost shows. shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, first, I'm going to sort of just, as the host of the day, going to break down like... Um, like actual facts related to ghosts, like real, like empirically proven things and kind of talk about that a little. And obviously you guys can jump in and stuff. And then we're going to talk about like all the funny stories we've found or seen related Mm -hmm. to ghosts. That sounds great. Okay. So I was researching quote unquote, and my favorite part was when you Google, why do people believe in ghosts? You get article results from like everywhere. You get like Business huh. Insider. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's you weird. get like realsimple.com, which is like Martha Stewart for 20 somethings. I'm like, why did we, what does that have to do with ghosts? <laughs> like, everybody loves ghosts. I mean, how it's do you true. keep your ghosts clean? Keep your skeletons <laughs> <That's> clean. <laughs> You're so right, George. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just in case we sound similar, uh, Nancy, myself, and George are sisters. So it's true. They are. (laughs) Yes. That's um, our relation. um, But yes. For clarification, Bess is not our cousin, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wish. She is our our best, our BFF. Right. I mean, I wish. Podcast buddy. (laughs) Um, anyway we digress (laughs) yes um okay so then after that enlightening like google (laughs) i I found um i went to pew research center because they Hmm. do statistics and all sorts of stuff Um, science and it said just 11 percent of those who attend religious services at least weekly say they've been in the presence of a ghost well 23 percent of those people who attend it less frequently say they have seen a ghost <laughs> like not even oh. the people who are religious <laughs> like see ghosts hmm. apparently maybe interesting they like people who are not religious need like that's their spirituality is ghosts but that's kind of kind of grim that's a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah but i don't know i don't know um and then let's see uh it says that f- um i went to a different website uh from scientific like scientific american and it mm. said um a recent recent national poll found that over 71 percent of americans believe in miracles 42 percent believe in ghosts or think that ghosts exist 
and that extra uh, like telepathy or extrasensory <laughs> perception is possible. So what that is twenty nine percent? Yeah, that's children. a different episode. Indigo children. No, we're not doing that here. Not now. Put it on the list. Uh-huh. Continue. Uh, sorry, and twenty nine percent believe in astrology. But the link from that poll sends you to a website called the Harris Poll, and that website seems weird and kind of unofficial. Mm. Like when I followed the huh. link, I was like, mm. "I mean, Scratch. if you're polling, if you're polling about something that's not even real, I guess you don't need to be an official polling <laughs> <laughs> government sponsored, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, research um, not so much. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's sort of. And then I sort of dived into like actual like science um, because the science that's really interested in people believing in ghosts are like psychologists and like neuropsychologists, mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. who study the brain and like, cool. yeah. because it doesn't come from reality. Physics, <laughs> physics says that. So it has to come from the brain. Yeah. Um, so um Basically, all of the stuff I saw from the research that's been done is that um, because human brains are wired to see patterns because evolutionarily it helps with our survival, like seeing patterns is how our ancestors kept from like right. being eaten and threatened or whatever, or like right. it helps them find food that is hardwired into us. So like that's, so that part of our brain is always looking for patterns and I'm ready. It's ready. It's always ready. Yeah. And in modern life, there's less stuff to look for. This Mm. is, this is me going on a bit of a tangent, but I think part of it is like in modern life, there's less of that stuff to look for. So like, we're going to just see like threats that aren't there because like, our ancestors who made it like they lived and they reproduced we did it (laughs) they them seeing patterns was beneficial so right i mean it's like walking through your house at night with all the lights out and feeling really creeped out and running back to your room right like exactly the dementors there's nothing there and you know there's nothing there it's just that feeling like you Mm -hmm. have to Mm -hmm. yeah exactly or flight Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's a safety thing yeah Mm -hmm. and so like Basically, all the articles have said that people who are more likely to seek ghosts are people who um, have a higher desire for control and security, like psychologically. Well, so, sure, like, they need an explanation for the patterns they're seeing. Right, exactly. And the feeling of being like unsafe or out of control is so like negative mm-hmm. that to balance it out, like even if it's ghosts, that explanation mm-hmm. is helpful, like comforting anything even though it's yeah even though it's scary like it's still at least it's not nothing like right i heard a creepy noise but there's nothing to explain it like apparently to some people that's worse or or your marriage is falling apart do we want to blame it on your bad communication skills no blame it on the ghosts yeah exactly um so yeah It says uh, this study at the University of Texas. I'm in Texas right now. Anyway, (laughs) um, 
Uh, one of the things they found is the patterns can help us make sense of past events and predict future ones, affording us a degree of control over our fates, even if it's an indirect one. So I guess like it comforts people to be like, yeah, um, you know, when I die, I maybe could come back and haunt things or like, <laughs> or, or, or like when my uh, grandfather or grandmother mm. passes, they could come back and talk to me, me. and like, <laughs> and like, our ancestors' deaths meant something because they come back and talk to us, you know, right. like, yeah. yeah. It's that, okay, so, and then this same study was like, they demonstrated the link between desiring control and seeing patterns. Um, uh, let's see, they did the experience using a variety of psychological tricks to induce feelings of insecurity among groups of volunteers. Uh, huh. They managed to induce a number of different illusions, increasing the risk of seeing false images and making links between Imagine, unrelated events. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Imagine being that scientist who gets to set up like Scooby-Doo level tricks on these people <laughs> for this study. Like, that's it's for amazing. science. <laughs> It is that job. That's they're incredible. Like, they're like looking at each other like they're freaking the fuck out. I love my job. <laughs> this is for science. <laughs> oh, man. So they were able to create, they were able to make people see false images, make links between unrelated events, create conspiracy theories, and accept superstitious rituals, all from like increasing their sense of insecurity and then giving them stuff to look at or talk Amazing. about. So you become more susceptible to this shit, the more in like out of control you feel. Yeah. Okay. So I saw another sense. one that said like, if you also induce fear that also goes within the insecurity. And so that okay. makes people more susceptible to, which is a pretty mm. common psychological thing that I've right. read about is the more <laughs> fearful or insecure people feel they'll, they'll, they're very open to a lot of things, which it's a total tangent to a whole lot of other shit that people get people <laughs> to believe. It's, well, that's <laughs> an interesting, like when you put that up against like, when you prevent, present someone with evidence and they refuse to believe the evidence of what's being presented, like... Right. Yeah, because then it's confirmation bias. Because they were already right. vulnerable. They decided that they thought the solution was, like, a ghost. Mm -hmm. And now, if you're presenting them with anything different, they're just gonna... Even scarier. They're not gonna believe you. Right. They're not gonna believe you. Yeah, they're the, gonna, the their brain's gonna protect them and say no... Right. That's not it. The truth is the truth is scarier to them than the yeah. explanation they've come up with. So they're going to listen to other people who've had mm -hmm. similar experiences and come to similar conclusions rather the truth than is still out there. Facts. It yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Um so I guess now I will share my two like funny stories so that we can like segue into this <laughs> other things random like like funny ghost things we've seen. Mm -hmm. All right. So the first thing I found that I are I kind of shared with you guys already but it's off the air. Um <laughs> our it was are skinny people more afraid of ghosts? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um uh, Georgie, know, Georgie's a pretty skinny yeah, person. Uh, I am. I am. I would say, indeed. Um, so I, she I perhaps is more susceptible to skittish. ghost believing. 
I can confirm this, I think. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I scurry pretty quick when the house is dark and I need to get back to my room. I go pretty fast. <laughs> well, Faster so this particular... Yeah, You'd probably. be surprised. My so... tiny legs move fast. Especially best when it's probably one of your cats that's yes. stalking you. Yeah. You've got to you got to move fast to get away from those fuckers. Continue, Nancy. They will maul your legs. Okay. <laughs> this study says um, there are indications that subjects with a lower BMI um, are have a higher incidence of paranormal belief. But the study also found that people who um, have like schizophrenic tendencies, which I don't know how that's defined. I, really, hmm. I, don't, I don't know that for Maybe sure. Maybe a genetic predisposition. Yeah, probably. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you don't really want to, like, throw that kind of mental illness right. around. But it's, no. it's out there. Um, but that said, uh, they examined if body lower body mass index, which BMI, our Means opinion, nothing. is it's not bullshit. anything. It's bullshit. That's the official triple hoax belief. Mm. <laughs> Stamp. Science backs us up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, they wanted to find if BMI, low BMI is linked to paranormal belief. In the pilot study of only 48 students of psychology, okay, and 85.4% of this group were women between the ages of 20 and 27. That's not a fucking good sample. What is no. that? No. That's, oh. That's, that, yeah, no. No. That's Analysis suggested confirmation bias. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they did a follow-up study with 300 subjects, an equal sex distribution. Um, it Oh, they found the results for body mass index could not be confirmed. However, paranormal belief is heavily, heavily associated with the cognitive perceptive, perceptual component it's of schizotypy. I think that's how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. So basically... The other thing I'm learning from this is that this particular article is a classic example of science journalism that's just trying to, like, get you on the website any way it can. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, it's, it sounds obvious that if you have um, tendencies towards hallucinations, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. you might see ghosts. Right. There's a connection there. Especially since I've, from what I can understand, people who have actually have schizophrenia, most of their hallucinations are populated by real world things. Like they are, things, yeah, yes, yeah, things that they've either consciously or unconsciously mm. taken in. So it often fulfills like cultural stuff, right? Like somebody from Japan who's schizophrenic would hallucinate something from their culture, where like somebody from America would probably. Yeah. Like when I was a little younger and more susceptible to uh, scary things, there's like this tree outside my wall right where I would sleep and it would scratch against the house. That's creepy. And when I was young enough to be dumb and not be able to figure out that it was a tree branch, I was like, this is it. This is how I go. (laughs) The ghosts. I mean, we also always have to add in. For, for the three of us, anyway, at the time, undiagnosed anxiety disorders, not oh, all Oh, yeah, us. definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, and hyper-anxious like, parents. Yes. Yep. Then I was like, wait I mean, I think a there's second. a lot of factors to why people mm-hmm. come up with these explanations. Yeah, yeah. 
definitely no, just um, indoctrination too. Mm. Oh yeah. Except Let's apparently that religious people are less likely. Yeah, I don't know. I think it comes from sense of control. Like if okay. you believe mm. that Jesus is watching over you or whatever, or, or if you believe that like your dead relatives went to heaven. Yeah, then you don't like you're like, oh, that's on lock. Somebody's controlling that. I don't have right. to. Like, I don't right. have to worry about that. Yeah, right. yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's yeah, yeah, I would say. And um, my last funny thing, and then you guys can take off, is of course I had to share this with you guys off air before when I found it because it was too good. Um <laughs> oh the God. case of the haunted scrotum. Yes. yes! <laughs> All right, I just have to read the description in full for our listeners because this is too much. Please do, please do, please. A 45-year-old man was referred for an investigation Mm. of an undescended right testes by computed tomography CT scan. So undescended right testes is actually pretty, like a pretty normal thing. I I don't think it happens a lot, but it happens. Okay, so an ultrasound scan showed a normal testes and epididymis on the left side. So epididymis is the tube that connects the testes to the penis. Um, Also a fun word. It is. Mm -hmm. The right testes was not visualized in the scrotal sac or in the right inguinal region. Okay, pause. That's super (laughs) weird because when testes come from when they descend is the inguinal region, like the groin area. Like that's where everybody's testes if they have them start and then they go into the scrotum okay so that's weird uh (laughs) things are heating up in this article exactly oh man on ct scanning of the abdomen and pelvis the right testes was not identified but the left side of the scrotum seemed to be occupied by a screaming ghost-like apparition This is my favorite thing. We're going to put this image on our Facebook page. Yes. By chance. In all its glory. Yes. By chance, the distribution of normal anatomical structures within the left side of the scrotum had produced, had combined to produce this image. So it's just a coincidence, they're saying in the article. (laughs) What of the undescended right testes? None was found. If you were right testes, would you want to share the scrotum with that? life we lead this is the life we've chosen to live chosen this this is true oh my god so yeah we'll have that picture and all that stuff on our facebook you know this could be the the thumbnail for this episode honestly yeah honestly yes hell yeah (laughs) um so i think so it sounds to me like the logical conclusion is one ct scans make all kinds of weird images and two the man just wasn't the the man just wasn't born with a right ball like he right he just didn't have one he just didn't have uh georgie is this a fake ball like like (laughs) yeah best old dog code names i know i'm sorry we'll bleep it uh like best's old (laughs) best's old dog had fake balls no he didn't no he didn't oh wait what he had real balls because if by the time they, my parents had decided that they could probably get him neutered, they would have had to put fake balls in there so he wouldn't freak out. And he would be depressed. <laughs> yeah, and be depressed. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. He, I'm he, sorry died, he died a whole money. and unneutered dog. 
Bless poor him. Boy. Rest in peace. Poor boy. Yeah, rest in peace. R.I.P. Buddy. Buddy Bear. Um, I'm sorry for my misremembering and my breaking of the code names rules. It won't yeah. happen again. Jeez. Apologies. We've, uh, to hopefully we've edited balls. that out and none of you know my real name. <laughs> yes. Um, Apologies to Bess's dog's balls. We retract <laughs> the previous statement. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically... The per- the guy, the 45-year-old man from this article just needed <laughs> a fake ball replacement. Right, to make himself feel better about it because yeah. there wasn't anything wrong with him. No. The other one's haunted, so. <laughs> if, you, if you put a fake ball in the right side, though, maybe the ghost will go live on that <laughs> side and leave the other testy alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. He should probably get a sperm count done. <laughs> yeah. That's true. They probably he was probably having fertility issues, and they're like, "We should check this out." So, and then they that's, were like, "Oh, well, it's haunted. That's that's got to be." That's it. why you're not <laughs> having kids. <laughs> oh God! I mean, yeah, it's perfectly normal. Georgie doesn't have a tooth. She's missing a tooth. Hey, actually, actually, I'm missing two. Hey. Huh? Mm-hmm. My mom actually is our, our mom. Sorry, Nancy and I's mom is a um, tooth expert person, um, and she cleaned my teeth recently. And we did X-rays, and she's like, "Hey, you're missing two teeth, so those are just your baby teeth." Um. So I think that we should sort of segue. Yes. Uh, take a little bit and a little break. We'll put some some music in here. Yes. yes. And um. When we come back, we can talk about our favorite thing in the world, which is ghost hunting ghost hunting shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back. We've played you some tunes, and uh, now we're going to talk about the best thing in the to world to ever grace the, the small screen, which would be a variety <laughs> of ghost hunting things. Yeah, <sighs> we here we here at the Triple oh, Hoax love a ghost hunting show. We do. All right, <clears throat> if you guys, if Nancy Best, if yes. you don't mind, I would love to tell you about the episode of Ghost Bros I watched to research. For this uh, episode. First, explain mm-hmm. to us, Georgie, what Ghost Bros is. All right. For our listeners. Let's do that. <clears throat> so, Ghost Bros is a TV show, I believe, that started on uh, the Travel Channel. Weirdly, Where they the all do. Channel, right. Weirdly, the Travel Channel has started so many ghost shows, like, or cryptid hunting shows, like um, Destination Truth, um... Haunted Museum, or Mysteries at the Museums, Haunted something, I don't know. Anyway, there's so many, I can't remember all of them. (laughs) Um, So Ghost Bros is about these three, um, the premise is, is that these three young black men um, are believing in ghosts, and they go ghost hunting. So the interesting thing- One of them is a hairdresser, right? Because they always start the show in- Yeah, in his barbershop. He's a super- 
famous barber in Atlanta. And I don't know, mm. you got have either been to Atlanta. I've never been to Atlanta. We but were I know... there once, George, when we were kids, but it was yes. very briefly. Yes. Yeah, we stayed in a hotel and then we left. <laughs> um, but uh, barbershops and things like that are very, like, big deal in Atlanta for obvious reasons. Um, so the interesting thing about this show is that there's, there's you know, the stereotype um, in a lot of media and things that um, black people are very attuned to ghosts and that they um, are very afraid of ghosts. So this, I think they wanted to like edge in on the game um, because they're, they believe in ghosts and they're like, you know, let's do but this. They're not, like, af- they're not afraid as no. afraid of them as other yeah. ghost hosts I've seen. Oh no. Yeah. <clears throat> We'll, we'll Go talk ahead, about us. our favorite ghost host. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you will. And he is not afraid of ghosts at all. But anyway. <laughs> if, that gives you, if that gives you a hint of who we're talking about. Um, okay, he, so, you know, anyway. Yeah. I'll give you, so I'll give you the lowdown on the three um, hosts. So the leader of the group, Dalen, um, mm-hmm. he is the a researcher and the leader. Um, he's, this is, I rip, okay. I ripped this straight from the website for them, but he is adventurous, bold, and willing to try anything while looking for and trying to make contact with ghosts. When he was seven years old, Dalen saw an apparition in his grandmother's house. And that experience is one that has been forever ingrained in his memory. Born and raised in mm-hmm. Dallas. His mother is the head of a pastor of a church hmm. and had a very religious upbringing. Hmm. So that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Juwan, who is the tall one, he's the really tall one. Um, he used to go ghost hunting when he was 12. He started when he was 12. <laughs> that's adorable. They scarred him early. <laughs> um, he met, he met Dalen when they were frat brothers in Atlanta. Nice. And they got interested. And then Marcus, the one who is the barber. He's a very famous barber in Atlanta. Um, he was actually Dalen's barber. And um, nice. And Marcus um, was telling Dalen about this supernatural uh, thing he encountered when he was older, I assume. So Dalen was like, well, why don't you come hunt ghosts with us? And thus, the ghost bros were nice. born. Nice. Can I also add, um, they're very attractive men. They are. Oh, they are. They're fine. All three of them. Yes. Um, so I wrote in my notes, I was like, um, they definitely bring out an important and neglected aspect of ghost hunting, which is um, they visit a lot of places in the South. They visit plantations, they visit old cities in the mm-hmm. South. And so they bring up a lot about the racially motivated deaths that have happened, mm-hmm. like lynchings and slave deaths. Slavery. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, another aspect they bring. And I think that it's not that like white ghost hunting ghost hunters don't it's just that i don't know they have a lot of gravitas and they um you know they bring a lot of respect to that memory so they That's, they they, yeah. they feel it you know obviously and i think that brings out the best in the people that they talk to and the people they mm-hmm. invite on to the show which is another cool thing about their show they invite guests investigators on a lot mm-hmm. in the area so they're like all about um they're experts together yeah. yes they are <clears throat> i really okay. liked the jamaica one i don't know if we watched that together oh, yeah, but i liked no, I the jamaica one, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um 
So I have to just say it up front is that the best line in every show is when Marcus is like, let's pop the trunk on these ghosts. Equipment in the trunk of their hella SUV. So he's always like, let's pop the trunk on these ghosts. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, Marcus, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so the title of this episode is Blood Money Mansion. They go mm-hmm. and investigate the Winchester Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a so, very common for our listeners. That's a very common destination for ghost hunting shows mm-hmm. because of its his, its history. Um, which is mm-hmm. once you hear the history of it, it's pretty obvious why ghost hunters mm-hmm. would go there. Right, right. So the Winchester Mansion is um, at when they okay. So the scene opens and they're sitting in Marcus's barber shop and he's just doing a guy's hair while they're talking about. <laughs> Sure, like you do. Like the dude's so chill. Like he looks like he's having a great time. Probably because he's getting a great cut um, and a great shave. <laughs> um, shout out to Marcus's Barbershop. I don't know what it's called, but please give them business if you're ever in Atlanta. <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning of the episode, the woman, the tour guide that they're talking to, um, tells them the hot spots. So the Venetian dining room, the seance room, Sarah's room, the basement. Have all ex- people have experienced things. Um, so Dalen and Kayla go to Sarah's bedroom for Kayla to be the trigger object, the human trigger object, and oh, she God. comes in the room and she is wearing a she. <laughs> well, okay, I should say she is dressed up as Sarah Winchester. Oh God! <laughs> but but. <laughs> Cheap Halloween city, Sarah Winchester. Oh, God. <laughs> He's wearing like a sexy Victorian ghost costume. Whoa. And it's so oh, God. it's the funny. Oh, I yeah, because there's a sexy version of everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, you're on a budget. You don't really want to go full on. You don't want to go full on Victorian garb because that weighs a lot. It's California. <laughs> Oh my god. Are you okay, Nancy? She's no, not. I'll be, I'll She's not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. You and broke I wrote, her. I'll be I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and in my notes I wrote um I wrote they set up their instrument and it's quite frankly rather kinky. That seems appropriate. Say, I will say, I'm going to defend Dalen because he is so chill about it. Like, that's what I love about him. He, like, just go, he wants to do whatever. Like, he thinks this is a great idea and he's with it. It's Kayla who is too into this. <laughs> like, oh boy. Um, <clears throat> so they set up a piece of equipment that's like, um, it's supposed to pick up a lec- Electromagnetic spikes around it. Of course. So it's yeah. a little round box. It's a, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making the little round thing, and it's got an antenna on it. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> and it's got little light bulbs in the top. So <laughs> if you're like, okay, if you want to communicate with us, you gotta like stick yourself over this antenna. Do <laughs> ghosts have hands? I don't know. Stick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
stick your hand over this thing and it will beep and light up a light bulb and we'll know that you're trying to communicate with us. <clears throat> so they set that up and immediately when Kayla starts talking, just bam, it just starts going off. Like it's beep, 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 beep. And like, they're like, what? <laughs> and, and, oh and if we're going back into the science realm for a second, they of don't give the ghost, the ghost, a system to respond with. Like they don't. They usually they, do that in ghost shows too. Right, They'll say like, right. can you do one flash for yes, two flashes right, for no. Right. So they should have, they don't say like, okay, uh, long beat means yes. Or no, they should have done short beep means yes, long beep means no. But they don't set up a system. They just like take it for granted that this is what the ghost is communicating. So as I was watching this, I entertained myself thinking, what if she means, what if Sarah Winchester's ghost means the exact opposite of what they're assuming? (laughs) (laughs) Because, because they're like, is Kayla upsetting you? Is Kayla being dressed up as you upsetting? And they think she's saying yes. But I was like, what if she's saying no? What if she's super flattered she has a fan club? <laughs> um, so that was great. I, that was a good time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Do you know what's so, another fun ghost hunting tool that's super dangerous? No. The Tesla. Yes. yes. <laughs> Can we? I just want to throw that in there. We should put this picture on our Facebook page of what yes. they look like. Yes. Yes, we should. Um, we'll, we'll leave that as like a, cl- a like a little yes, cliffhanging. You gotta go to teaser. our Facebook. You gotta yes. go to our Facebook to see one. Um. So Kayla gets close to this piece of equipment, starts going crazy. They ask it questions, and it's like. Nah. And so she backs off and, and Dalen's like, yo, you, you need to back off. This thing does not like you here. doesn't like you dress up like this, etc." Um, so, but they do do it. They, I mean, in the realm of science, it's not great, but they do a test. And he's like, Dalen's like, okay, Kayla, get away with the machine. We'll see what happens when I approach it. And he approaches it. Nothing happens. It just doesn't care. And then they do it again with Kayla and it goes bonkers, bananas. Mm. So they conclude. What that... else does this kind of machine pick up on? Like, like backtracking. Yeah, that's what like, I'm thinking. I'm trying else? to like, like what well, else could it like possibly be picking up on? I mean, <clears throat> it's supposed to pick up on electromagnetic spikes. So I can only think that there was something up with her mic pack. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, that would make sense. And that, or that she wasn't wearing normal clothing. And maybe mm-hmm. she had a lot of static electricity build up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It could be. It could be. We don't know how sensitive that piece of equipment is. So it right. could have been picking that up. Or she's wearing jewelry or something. Mm-hmm. Some hematite. <laughs> Some hematite <laughs> jewelry. Uh, sorry, a little science geology fun there. Georgie is our geologist. Our resident geologist. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. This next part. Um, they, so they're like, okay, obviously it's cause you're dressed up in this shitty Halloween city as costume. She That's gotta be it. what it is. Nope. She takes it off. Nope. She no. takes it off and she's just wearing a negligee. Like a, like, like granted it goes down to like her knees, but she's just wearing underwear. And I'm just it's like, oh Gross. my Lord. And God bless Dalen. He's just so <laughs> chill about it. He's just like, well, that's good. At least you're safe now. 
say you know safe now he, he's like he's just relieved that the ghost isn't pissed off anymore which oh granted God. if you believe in ghosts that is a good thing the ghost is no longer pissed at you because ghosts can fuck your shit up apparently the teaser for that section is they try it again to see if it really was the costume so she gets close to the rem pot or, sorry not the rem pot the um the equipment i don't remember what it's called um and like the the thing, the like the the um, cliffhanger is like she like screams and jumps several feet in the air, and then she <laughs> and then they cut to commercial. Okay, <laughs> if we're talking about the science from earlier, like they're they're in a place where they've already been like they're fearful because somebody already told them this place is haunted. Mm-hmm. They're in a place they've never been before that's mm-hmm. actually really like disorienting. Because the yeah. way of the construction of the house is super disorienting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a future episode, but probably content-wise. But like Bess and I listen to um, the same podcast that debunks theories. Uh, shout out to Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Mm-hmm. And for one of their episodes, they had a guest episode where two of their friends um, went to a mystery spot or a mystery hole. Yeah. yeah. And they talked about phenomena of a mystery spot or a mystery hole and it's how great. Like, a key piece of it is like disorienting you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so then mm-hmm. you're willing to look for patterns and mm-hmm. believe stuff so mm-hmm. like because it's your this brain is, trying to make sense of your surrounding right so this is like prime like mm-hmm. stuff like i'm disoriented in a house in the dark someone told me there are ghosts now things are no. touching me and like <laughs> it's, they've done studies that like yeah. when people feel the physical phenomena of ghosts um it's like you can do if you're hyper aware of your body your body does micro movements on its own Mm. and like will feel things sensory wise Mm -hmm. and if you're hyper aware to that for whatever reason like you'll think that stuff is touching you or whatever you know i wonder was this sarah's plan all along (laughs) Just scare the ever-loving shit out of ghost hunters once she's Fingers dead. crossed. I hope so. That's what I'd do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They come back, and that happens, and then they're like, okay, okay, we'll leave you alone. We're sorry. Like, they apologize to the ghosts, and they're like, we're so sorry. We'll leave now. And Kayla is, like, teary-eyed. Like, she's, like, upset that she upset the ghost. Aww. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little touching. Um... <laughs> They do a seance. Mm-hmm. Love the guy who does the seance. He's great. Um, they actually, like, communicate with people. And they, like, get a couple names. And so the conclusion at the end of the show is that um, it is being haunted, not by the victims of Winchester Rifles, but by Sarah and her extended family and the very devoted servants that lived there mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. So... It's ghost, it's ghost bros stamped. It is definitely haunted. Awesome. I see. So we'll take a little break here, uh, put some more music in there. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about our very, very favorite ghost hunting show. Yes. Yes.
right, so we're back. And, and we're, we're back. Gonna, we're going to talk about a few of our favorite, favorite ghost shows. Um, this is Bess, and I am going to go first with my very favorite ghost show to come out of Canada. Uh, <laughs> yes. It is called Paranormal Home Inspectors. It's amazing. And it is everything from you the, could ever want in a show. From the, from the people who brought you Homes on Homes. Right, yes. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> the premise of this show is people uh, in Canada, I guess, <laughs> think that their homes are haunted. They're having some problems or whatever. So they call the show and the three people that get sent are a paranormal researcher. So the main woman who does like research on the property and the area to sort of figure mm-hmm. out why they might be experiencing a haunting. Um, then they send in a, like an empath like she's a medium (laughs) she's a psychic uh and she goes through the homes and sort of communes with the spirits that might be there to ask them why they're there what's going on that kind of thing and then the best part of the whole show they send in an actual (laughs) home inspector to look over the house to look over the house and figure out what's actually wrong with the house like Mm -hmm. what needs to be fixed so um, a couple of highlights from the series, which you can watch, I believe, on Amazon Prime, but not on Netflix anymore. Yeah, those bastards took it off Netflix. They took it off of Netflix, but I think it's still on Amazon Prime. Or you could probably find, like, highlights of it on YouTube. Um, Everything's but, on YouTube. So, but my very favorite few little clips would have been from... Um, so whenever Brian, the home inspector, goes through a house, he has the list of, like, complaints from the family about what what the haunting, right. what's right. happened that makes them think it's haunted. And he'll go through each one and he'll find an actual reason <laughs> that this has happened. No. So, like, you know, the floors are slanted, so the doors open on their own because that's, they don't latch that's properly. N- that's no explanation, Bess. That's not a real explanation. And sometimes so, the doors are wrong too like right, it's the hard to hang a door the do- apparently my it's difficult is, to hang a door my favorite is they'll talk about things like um a fishbowl or a vase got broken these people neglected to mention that they have a cat until <laughs> oh, brian is God. in the house and he's like well they have a cat so <laughs> our resident cat or, expert agrees best i yes i i am the resident cat expert um so my very favorite though is this family reported feeling like oh my god here we go bread like (laughs) in this particular room they felt really like anxious kind of like headachey they were getting headaches and nausea and they 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 thought it was they kind of had like a smell and they were like well it's probably weren't they hallucinating a little bit yeah a little bit they They were were seeing ghosts yeah, it's probably a ghost. Yeah, oh, okay. So Brian goes into their home. He checks everything over. He gets into this room. Oh, uh, it turns out that they have a gas leak. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to oh, his family and he's oh, like, you God. know, there's a, there's, a CO, there's a gas leak. There's a CO2 leak. Or, there, yeah, there's, there's, sorry, there's a carbon monoxide leak. And they need to get Not their, good. they need to get it fixed. Yeah. Uh, and so when this is presented to the family... <laughs> They're like, oh, that sounds expensive. Oh, it's probably ghosts. Oh no, no! They no. didn't fix it, as no. far as I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? Did they have children? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think and so. And it was like the computer room. You know how we all used to have a computer room where you would go to the computer room? Yeah, that's it was the computer room in their house. There's a big desktop in there. So, um, so yeah, so mm. go, paranormal home inspectors, check it out if you can. The finest <laughs> that Canada can offer us. Um, Truly, I I really Perfect. liked those the two aspects of the show. Like, I really liked that they had the researcher who looked up mm-hmm. the historical reasons and things that had happened on these properties mm-hmm. or near these properties. A lot of the time, it was really a big stretch for her, though. <laughs> She'd be like, you know, yeah. five miles away, two kids went missing, and no, definitely <laughs> those kids. They're probably haunting your house or whatever. They're probably buried on your house. Oh, and then Brian, my favorite put upon home inspector. Brian. He sighed so much. Yeah. He sighed so he much in that lot. show. You can see sometimes when he just like dies inside a little bit. Right. He's like, this is a paycheck. I got kids to feed. <laughs> I'm just assuming, Brian, that you have kids. Yeah. If you don't, I'm sorry. I might. One anecdote from this show is that. The woman, the researcher found that there was a, like, a horrific train derailment, like, a mile from the house, and I was like, (laughs) maybe you could see it, but I don't think that would mean the ghosts would go there and haunt you. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's how ghosts work. (laughs) Yeah. So, the, the empath, though, definitely employs both hot and cold reading in her, um... What's the difference? So... So uh, cold reading is like when a psychic has done research on the subject of their reading, um, you know, they like have information about you beforehand. Mm-hmm. And a hot reading is when they're just kind of throwing things out and whatever you respond to, they latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty obvious when you're watching the show that she is using both because they have, she has the information that they gathered from the research from the homeowners and the research and then she has the homeowners there with her Mm -hmm. and she can see their reactions so right i don't know that is like the least strong point for me but it is still super entertaining yes Mm -hmm. undoubtedly oh and then they always spend the night in the house the the (laughs) researcher does yeah that's Mm -hmm. a little fun so. Good times. Almost yeah, dying of carbon monoxide. The part. Check it out. Almost, almost dying of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, yeah. Sure. Good, good times. So if oh. you feel anxious and, like, kind of sm- <laughs> there's a smell and you feel headachy and nauseous, don't take a nap. Uh, don't <laughs> Please don't. Don't. Please. Please. Just get out of the house and uh, call your <laughs> gas company. <laughs> So I want to throw in a shout out to, it's like two, but they're, they're in the same genre of ghost hunting show. So, oh, actually three, but I'll make it quick. Okay. So (laughs) another favorite show of mine that's ghost related is called A Haunting. Hmm. Like that's all it is. So it's, well, actually, and then a celebrity ghost haunting does the same thing. (laughs) So basically it's the genre of ghost show where they just recreate a story of when people have been haunted. So they do like really cheap, like sea level acting to recreate a haunting that's happened. It's so great. It's It's so amazing. So the premise of a haunting is just that 
it's a show about people being haunted. So they go like anywhere in the world, anywhere in the US, mostly in the US, and they have the same narrator for every one of them. His <laughs> voice is hilarious and amazing. Yes. Um, and he just dramatically narrates this haunting story. <laughs> and they'll interview the people who it actually happened to if they can get in touch with them. And they'll also, then you also get to watch a dramatic recreating of what's happening. So that's classic. Um, <laughs> the scariest one, well, scary. The worst one I ever watched was this one that actually took place in like Thailand or Vietnam. Yes. I can't remember which country. Uh, Georgie oh, watched this one with me. Mostly because it was a combo of a really malevolent spirit, quote unquote. Like the person that this family brought in to look at the house they were living in in this country said like whatever is haunting you just like wants you dead like they want you to leave and they want you dead and so it was like escalated from zero to one really fast really a hundred and then so this was the scary real life thing was the way the house was constructed there were a lot of live wires like in the walls <laughs> and outside of the walls of this house in a country where the rainy season lasts for like six months out of the year oh. so like there was a constant <laughs> chance that it would either catch fire yeah either catch fire from the live wires in the in the wall or electrocute one of the kids so mm. obviously at the end of the episode they were like and in the end, they got the fuck out of that house. <laughs> like, well, oh, my new but theory. it was really eerie in the episode itself yes, when you're like, yes. what the fuck? Like, my other theory is that it was a white family living in a house and they were in a neighbor, that. a neighborhood, like obviously in a country, in a neighborhood that's predominantly um, a, a, uh, Southeast Asian. And so mm-hmm. probably some of the vibe was like they brought in a local person to tell them what was going on and that local person wanted them to leave which oh yeah that's cool yeah Um, Yeah. (laughs) so that's my shout out to a haunting love it yeah and then that that priest that they brought in that that were like the psychic like sarah winchester's psychic Mm -hmm. like get like we're gonna play you and you were gonna get out (laughs) right gonna leave right and then another great one that's similar but a little bit different is celebrity hauntings so they bring in somebody who's semi like b and c and d list celebrities and they never explain why the person is famous so you just have to know that they're famous like you just have to see like they don't even explain why regis philbin is famous it's crazy anyway i think it's probably something to do with licensing like they would have to shell Mm -hmm. out to tell people like why the person is famous and they can't afford it yeah 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 so they interview them and then they recreate with horrible c-list actors who they try not to show (laughs) the faces of because you'll be like they look nothing like the famous person (laughs) Um, or if it's an actor if it's an actor they will have the actor actually yes. be in the recreation yeah it's crazy which is so, amazing i'm pretty sure hillary yes. duff was on it too yes no, she was no, no, no. she was oh and also the girl from seventh heaven who played lucy yeah what i did not know this yeah, it's a great episode because I gotta go watch those episodes. on her episode she was talking about being on the set for a c-list horror movie she was in and they actually shot the c-list horror movie at an old abandoned like mental hospital and of course her Uh-oh. ass not haunted because it's an abandoned mental yeah. hospital so that's my shout out to celebrity hauntings both in the <laughs> genre of like let's dramatically recreate this ghost story and by the end of it you're it's like solid 
it's like by the end of it you're entertained but you're like this is all so circumstantial like none of this is oh yeah obviously um and then my third shout out was gonna be oh haunted real estate Yes. Um, <laughs> in some states in the u.s you have to declare when you're selling a house that it is um like uh what what is the term for it george i have um, it i have it i got it it's a uh stigmatized property yeah so you have to say like the oj stigmatized property like the place where nicole brown was shot by oj simpson um is a state was a stigmatized property so it could be mm-hmm. anything from that to like Oh, we heard some bumps in the night. <laughs> well, um, if I may. So in some states, you have to declare up front when you're trying to sell your house that it's a stigmatized property. And in some places, you don't. Um, so this TV show follows the three states, three states that they pick in the U.S. that um, you have to say it up front. So then they do like... Um, they do like inspections. They walk through with prospective buyers. Most of the time, the buyers at the end are like, no, I'm not buying this fucking creepy place. Um, and it's just really funny and really interesting. And loving that show put me down the rabbit hole of like reading stories of people who start to ha- like, who know that uh, just a normal home is haunted when they buy it and then what happens to them because Mm -hmm. of like the psychological suggestion Mm -hmm. that something bad happened in the new place that they're living so like we've been talking about like old old shit that we're like oh it's haunted but this is like new houses Mm -hmm. like built recently Mm -hmm. something bad happened there 50 years 40 years yeah so i'm gonna put or even sooner than that because i found yeah 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 really good article or really just I think long. I read that article, Nancy. It's on The Atavist. About. It's yeah. called The Ghost of Pickering Trail. Yeah, and it's like the, uh, the house where the family got murdered uh, by the dad. Like, the yeah. dad uh, murdered the family and then killed himself. Oh, um, no. And then a new family moved in and weird and, like, bad things happened to them because mm-hmm. they knew... Well, everyone in the neighborhood knew the story, but the new people in the house didn't. didn't. And all sorts of um really nasty like social exclusion and rude things started happening to them uh based on the neighbor like the neighbors how they treated them and so then the Mm -hmm. new family started to suffer because of it like and so you see like how the social and psychological belief turns people into nasty if i can insert so i'm gonna post go ahead Um, i'm gonna involve I'm going to post that story on our Facebook page because okay. I think yeah. people yeah. should read it if they're interested. Um, just a casual look on the Wikipedia told me that there are several kinds of stigmatized properties. There's criminal, debt, minimal, murder-suicide, and phenomena and public stigmatized property. So I would hmm. imagine if there was a crime that happened there, like there was a breaking and entering, that mm-hmm. might psychologically affect mm-hmm. people. If it was... Um, if someone lost the house due to debt problems, that could be psychological. Um, if there was a murder or a suicide committed in the house, um, if there's like, I guess, random unexplained phenomena in the house, that's then, probably what they mean. Like, but yeah, like if if you've decided your house is haunted, right? Yeah, my house is haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. public, I think, would be like Nancy was talking about where the neighbors the oj case yeah the neighbors don't like the house oh that too they didn't like who lived there before so everyone in the nation knew that oj house like right (laughs) yeah 
But also, I mean, she was saying for a long time it was caveat emptor, but then people would move into these houses and then either by their own suggestiveness or the neighbors being assholes, they would fall under that influence and think that their house was haunted. And then they would try and sue whoever sold them the house. Yep. Yeah. And then, but then it happened enough that they did, they decided a case in New York, I think. And they were like, no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta report that stuff. Deal with what you've been dealt. You can't sue somebody into the past. Or, yeah. And then, and then that is what prompted legislation. That means in some states you need to report if there were any major events in the house's past before Mm -hmm. you can sell it. So. Can I give a shout out to a show that I like? I mean, I already shouted out to the Ghost Bros pretty thoroughly, but this show is called The Dead Files. Oh. Have you watched it, Best? I have. It's literally so terrifying. Like, okay, I will preface this by saying they edit the shit out of this. And I think the wife is an actress, and that's why it's so terrifying. But literally, the show creeps me out. It is terrifying like they do like true crime like they don't do like way in the past Mm -hmm. things they do like true crime from like the 70s and 80s and it's Mm -hmm. this husband and wife duo the husband used to be a homicide detective with new york or he still is either way and then Mm -hmm. she the wife is a medium and so it's your classic husband and wife duo but the thing about this show is that like like best was talking about hot and cold readings um they sh- the the wife does I think you called it a cold reading where they she doesn't have any information about what happened at this location right right okay so she does cold readings but there's no one there so it's just her and her cameraman hmm. and she does a cold reading and like that's freaky enough but then at the end like they the husband and wife don't communicate but then at the end they're like this is what i found and then the husband is like well this is what the person said so they edit it really well or maybe they really don't but it's usually like they get really similar results yeah again could be editing regardless terrifying excellent thing to watch when it's dark and stormy because it will freak you the crap out so (laughs) shout out to the dead files i think it's on travel channel yeah like so many good shows on the travel channel. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for this? We're never ready. Honestly. None of uh, none of you listeners are ready either. We can't have an episode of anything <laughs> or even just a regular conversation between the three of us without talking about <laughs> ghost adventures. Ghost adventures. <laughs> Oh, God. Hosted by the wonderful and fearless Zach Baggins. <laughs> Who is Ooh, like not afraid Ed, of ghosts. No, he's an Ed Hardy t shirt come to life. <laughs> he is. Um, well, we can't forget the other two main Aaron peeps. and Nick. Nick, Nick Groff. Oh, Aaron, I don't know Aaron's last name. Aaron, who's always hiding and afraid. Getting, well, he's <laughs> locked in places. Yeah, they lock Aaron in everywhere. They're like, okay, we're already locked in this building. That's the creepiest part. There's like a, a cell or something. Yes. Maybe a yep. gas chamber. Aaron, yep. we're locking you in there. Yep. Also, always. Aaron, you're going to crawl. You're going to crawl in that body cooler and lay in there <laughs> like a corpse. That's happening. 
So basically, this, this is what happens? The funny thing about Ghost Adventures is that it's a basic ghost hunting show. The thing that makes it insane <laughs> is the fact that Zach Baggins, the the like host and the main person of the show, I love him so much. He has the most insane personality, and that carries <laughs> almost the entire show. It's true. He well, believes so much in ghosts, mm-hmm. and yep. he believes that ghosts know him mm-hmm. um yes that's true he's they a, like remember him and shit he's a cocky motherfucker <laughs> he is <laughs> he wants to fight ghosts in the darkness he does yeah he does yeah um, he has he had this episode where he went to oh my um, god an old-timey <laughs> inn, like a hit like an inn that like back that back in the day a lot of people came to and there's a specific room where apparently there's this female ghost who was like a prostitute or something her name everyone i need everyone to listen very carefully her name was jerutha j-e-r-u-t-h-a jerutha so she's apparently this horny 1800s lady ghost who will like try to hit on men who come into the room that she used to do her business in in the hotel the hotel says that this room gets booked out like months and months in advance like you can request this room and there's a because people want to be with the horny ghost at night there's a book (laughs) in this room where you can like write down on the guest book like your experience with jerutha i'm assuming it's something like penthouse letters yeah, yeah the definitely. Yeah, um, and so, so <laughs> at the end of this particular episode of Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins spends the night in this room, and the next morning they come into the room and they're like, "Well, if you want to know what happened, oh, Zach's oh, like, God. you should just come and stay in this hotel and you can read it in this book." He doesn't want to tell. Literally had sex with the ghost. <laughs> he had sex with the ghost. Sexy times with the ghost. Yeah. Okay. So that was so- cool. Random sidebar about that, because Jerutha... Let's describe... George, describe what Zach Baggins looks like for our listeners. Oh, Please do. Oh, okay. Um, Where to well, begin? First, first, Zach Baggins. <laughs> he is probably my height. I'm 5'11". Not really 5'11". No, I'm 5'10". Um, and a little bit. So he's about my height, I think. And he That's really is, short. I would expect know. him to be tall. I, maybe I'm making that up. Let me Google it. But um, he we do our research in advance on this show. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. This makes great podcasting. He oh, I take it back. He's six feet tall. Okay, he's a big motherfucker. He is also pretty built. Like he's, yeah, he's pretty. He's like pretty ripped. I won't lie because I found a meme because I follow Ghost Adventures on the Streets um Facebook page on Facebook. And someone posted a meme, and it was him shirtless, and it was, like, the real reason women watch Ghost Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will post that to the Facebook page when we're done with this. Um, so, he's six feet tall, pretty buff. He's got black hair that's always spiked. He wears hipster square black Intensely spiked. Intensely, Intensely spiked. He only like, wears the glasses like sometimes. Right, yeah. When he wants and to look smart. Just... Just picture yes. the one kid in high school who aged faster than everyone else and was emo. 
and that's what you've got. You've got Zach Baggins. But um, now he's buff and wears exclusively Ed Hardy and yes. jeans from the buckle. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he pounds monsters so he can go <laughs> ghost hunt. Yeah, so that's Zach Baggins. And, and he, he always is yelling. Yeah. Yes, he has, he has a pretty arresting voice. <laughs> and by arresting, I mean very loud. Um, <laughs> but that's how you communicate with ghosts, so it's fine. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, Listening yeah. to him talk is like listening to a magic eight ball. So before in this podcast, when I referenced on a scale of zero to Zach Baggins, this is what we're talking about. Like Zach Baggins believes in ghosts. He has no doubts. He believes in um, pretty much guys. He believes in demons. Yep. He believes in um, passive hauntings. He believes mm-hmm. in active hauntings. He is ghost man. In he it. Is a, yeah. Yes. He's, he's in a it. celebrity ghost man. I mean, essentially, also, the ghosts know him. Yeah, the ghosts the know ghost him. Know. His girlfriend is a ghost. I'm speaking yeah, of Jerusha, by the way. <laughs> of course. It's just a, that's yes. just a fanon, a, a headcanon right. that we have <laughs> here on the show. Are you going to mention the fanfiction? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, what? We have, to, we have to edit this part out. Nick Groff, I think, is the chillest of the three. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah, that's doesn't he have something. his own spinoff show? He does. He has it on TLC with this other woman. Can we talk about another amazing feature of Ghost Adventures, which is that when there's any kind of phenomena that's ghost, that's like auditory, they'll play it three or four times in a row. Yeah, they do, so the- and they do it on purpose. It's for the reasoning we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yep. They want you and- to listen to it as many times as you can so that you have that confirmation bias. Yes. Yep. And I just, now it just occurred to me, we should get someone to like make us a mix track of dope, like recordings from Ghost like, Adventures. Yes. Put, a, put Set a to music. Beat. Put a sick beat with the like repeated phrases that they give for the ghosts. Yes. I would pay, I would pay to change that. Anyway, so the second uh, least chill member of Ghost Adventures crew is um, Aaron. Aaron. <clears throat> he's a bald. He's a bald man with a huge beard mustache thing. Yes. Yeah. He's, yes. He looks he's perpetually like, got his yeah. eyes open, like <laughs> just open. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's true. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So that's what we mean. So if if in the future. We say on a scale from zero to Zach Baggins, it either means belief in ghosts, lack of chill, and a uh, level of emoness. Yeah. So <laughs> we're generally so we're insanity. Yeah. Store that in your brain cells. <laughs> Store that in your brain cells, listeners, because that'll come back to haunt you. And... Oh God. <laughs> Nancy, best hates puns. Best hates puns. I and Nancy have a deep appreciation for puns, so it's it's <sighs> it's going to be fraught with tension sometimes. That was my long suffering sigh. Yes, I'm sorry, Bess. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Oh. Don't lie to me. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, Ghost Adventures, and like they're on their like eighth season now, I think. Yeah. And um, it's my all-time favorite Ghost Adventures episode 
is please inform us nancy is when they go to the catacombs in paris that yes. has so many classic it has so many classic moments that are a hallmark of ghost adventures when first of all they're going into a place that they legally are not allowed to be in people <laughs> it's illegal to be in the paris catacombs but they're so fucking huge and are under all of paris that they can't police that um they can right. shoot a television show down there apparently and they don't get in trouble <laughs> like well, because the other piece of it is that you can legitimately get lost in them uh-huh. and so people think that's dissuasion enough like if you're yeah. so dumb to go in some place where you could get lost and just yeah. either get mugged <laughs> mugged by someone who's also down there or just die because you mm-hmm. just get left down there yeah. as then evidence, you're on your own as evidenced by a recent article where three teenagers got lost no it was it was grown adults got lost in the catacombs for three days exactly yep and, and to get out somehow i don't i don't know so the the ghost adventures episode they like have the classic like covert meeting of their guide <laughs> in the dark but it's um, a french man that's like a french man who's agreed to like oh, lead God. them through the catacombs the look on his face is like <laughs> i'm getting paid so much by these dumbass fuckers i'm so excited <laughs> like that's his face when he meets yeah. zach baggins and his crew yeah. so there's that my other favorite thing is how zach baggins has asthma he does nothing <laughs> To prevent himself from having asthma attacks in dusty old places, which includes the Paris catacombs. So I'm pretty sure that's the episode where he straight up has an asthma attack. I've seen more recent episodes where he wears um, a a gas mask. Yeah, um, or but that's a layer. recent addition. Yeah, that's a recent yeah. addition. And it's probably, um, the show probably made him do it. Yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't... I- get see or get in trouble yeah yeah or have a graphic asthma attack on television right um i feel like in one of the early episodes like when he first started wearing the ventilator they didn't explain why he just showed up in the ventilator <laughs> and everyone was like was yeah like, that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> like i'm really disappointed though that he didn't like scrounge up a haunted like old world war one era gas mask <laughs> with the eye holes like the over the hood yeah Yeah. like Like from doctor who episode like i was so disappointed but i guess those didn't really work did they so like then i think they go through the catacombs and they they like happen upon a rave because people of course (laughs) have like a party down there the after the after the after evidence of some kind of rave yes yeah and then they were like and then they came upon some like people who were like you need to get out of here for a little bit they pretend like they're lost but they're not Mm -hmm. it just is like it and it has all his funny reactions it's just great my other favorite thing is when he went on the side by side uh, police ride along in Portland because <laughs> oh no because anyone Wait. anywhere can do a ride along with a police officer in their area. Just a heads up to the listeners: if you want to see what your cops do every day, you can yeah, do really. that. Yeah, in all, like, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, yeah, you seriousness. should do it. Um, but anyway, so of course, our fearless hero is like, I'm going to ride along with police oh officers because the place we're oh investigating in Portland is a underground thing where they used to snatch people up for the slave trade. They shanghai them. When they shanghai them, yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. They shanghai them to work on ships. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, yeah because there weren't... Technically, enough- it was slavery, but... 
there was a well there was a war happening and so they didn't have enough people to be sailors elsewhere so they were snatching people yeah. to yeah. be sailors yeah. Anywho, somehow in his brain, Zag Baggins was like, well, so what I need to learn about is how police workers do their their job busting um, prostitutes uh, prostitutes because because there was there was a a prostitute supposedly who worked in these these underground tunnels. Yeah. So it's just a very. So here's. Zach Baggins doing some investigative journalism, which is not his strong no. suit. Oh my! Nothing god. is his strong suit, honestly. It was but... just—it was just a terror. Oh my god! It was so insensitive. Like it, it really was. was ter- it was horrifying. <laughs> but the best part has to be they pick up a prostitute, a sex worker. She's just you know having a bad evening because it's not fair, and sex workers get picked up and shit. Um. I am amazed at this, the lengths they went to script this, but her face is blurred out, and Zach, of course, is there hovering while the police officers are picking her up, and she's talking to Zach Baggins, and she recognizes him from TV. She's like, oh, hey, you're that (laughs) guy, la, 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 and I'm just like, how much did he pay her? How much? (laughs) fucking way that this young lady who i mean like this young pretty young too like yeah this young lady early a woman of color or a person of color and is not the demographic for ghost adventures it's just like hey aren't you that guy from tv and i'm like what the fuck is this while you're getting picked up by the police who has time to be like oh hey you're zach baggins like yeah None of it. And he made it it seem like it was so casual. Like, this definitely happened with no prompting. He's just like, even the prostitutes know who I am. And I'm just like... Shut up, Zach. Don't be a jerk. So this is what... We're just giving the listeners a taste of what this show is is like on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's an episode I like where they go to Chicago, which is where Zach grew up for part of his childhood. And mm-hmm. he, they investigate this old theater or an old club that's supposedly haunted. Uh, I do like that episode because it's um, unusual because they investigate an outdoor um, phenomenon that's been cited. It's like oh. this big empty park where um, there's uh, stories about um, this floating light in the distance that people follow, kind of like the idea of a swamp. Um, what you call it, swamp gas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they have fun, but the most fun is that they get the Chicago PD involved, and oh they're like, God. "Hey, can you block off these exits and like patrol?" And the guy they're talking to is just like, mm-hmm. "Go home!" Like, no, no, the police officer is just like, "What even?" Like, he's so. <laughs> confused Uh, but he goes along with it and it's just the funniest interaction because it's like this really straight laced like chicago pd like officer like he's like (laughs) "Mm." and zach baggins just like you've seen this and you can verify this and doing his zach baggins thing and it's just it's so funny it's so great oh my gosh this and these and 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 more things 
all on Ghost Adventures. We could talk as ad nauseum about Ghost Adventures. We could have an entire episode, like three episodes dedicated to breaking down Ghost Adventures. This is basically us warning our listeners that Ghost Adventures will come back up again in other episodes. Oh, it will. Oh, it will. Definitely. I mean, unrelated episodes. We will yeah, exactly. Talk about yeah. Ghost Adventures. Right, right. Yeah. I wasn't lying when I said we couldn't get through an entire conversation just the three of us talking <laughs> generally without talking okay. about Ghost Adventures. Unless we will say this for elaboration because I'm sure we will have an episode about alcohol because we love alcohol. We do. Um, uh, we'll have a drinking episode. Why not? But we actually invented some beverages. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. For the ghost adventure show so little little taste of things to come all right so we want to kind of rate sort of ghosts and paranormal phenomena on our bullshit scale uh scale from one to zero where do we think ghosts and other things kind of fall on our bullshit scale now i personally think that they're it's a 10 100 (laughs) percent. this is bullshit it's not okay. real. <laughs> it's it's people trying to find patterns and scaring yeah. each other. Um, I don't think there's any physical, like there's any actual evidence mm-hmm. for ghosts mm-hmm. or hauntings. Yeah. I would give it a nine that it is like, there's no proof. There's no, nobody can show us anything that really can. <laughs> prove any of this my my reasoning for giving it one short of a 10 is just that like I guess I appreciate my science background appreciates the idea that people want to explore and know more like I I think they're going about it Mm -hmm. entirely the wrong way but like curiosity is important like people wanting to explore things is cool um we just need to like win them over to the scientific method so they like do it the right Mm -hmm. way (laughs) And, and there is a level at which like our senses can't like people say this in science all the time like you know, dogs can hear better than we can. They can smell uh-huh. better than we can. There's wavelengths we can't see. Like, in the future, we may find there's stuff in existence that we couldn't experience, which right. is fine. Um, so, you're, so you're leaving the door open. Yeah, that's all That's all I'm saying. And I think that, like... So that it can be I, shut by a poltergeist. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but mostly, I feel like also, too, that I appreciate that people have like hope for the like I think part of ghosts is hope for the future like you hope that even if you die like you will still have a connection or you will still like I'm not saying it'll actually happen but I think it's people trying to be hopeful and hoping that they'll stay connected and like have a legacy I guess is what it is everybody wants to be remembered yeah okay um oh man oh can I can I say nine and a half? <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can. Um, because I think yes, a lot of it is the stigma and people's cats and CO two leaks and, <laughs> and mental illness. To a lesser degree, mental illness. Yep. Um, but I think mm, I don't know. I think. 
I think uh, like like Nancy said, there's there is room for you know whatever we find in the future. There's All right, okay. With science. science. With science. I will with science. Amend my ten. No, no, stay firm. Stay firm. I'll save it. I'll I'll come down to I'll meet George on a nine point five. Okay. There we go. All right. <laughs> all right. We we always um, want us to stay to stay the course here at Triple Yeah. Hooks. So we each have some recommendations of things that you should totally check out if you want to know more about ghosts and science and things like that. Um, We've thrown out some articles and other podcasts and things. Um, We're going to have links on our Facebook. One thing that I wanted to recommend was the book Spook by Mary Roach. Um, Nancy picked it for our book club one one time and we read it and it was super fucking rad. Um, Everything by Mary Roach is amazing. Go read her stuff. So Spook is her book about ghosts. The afterlife. The afterlife and different phenomena surrounding that. And she approaches things super scientifically, but it's really accessible and funny. Um, so definitely check that out. Your library probably has it. Says the li- wonderful librarian. Mm-hmm. My addendum to that is also you might want to check out Mary Roach's book, uh, Stiff, The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers, because it overlaps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she mostly just talks about the history of cadavers and their uses in society throughout. And yeah. Anyway. Um, Listen to the podcast um, that's called um, The Black Tapes. Um, It's like if... That's on my to-watch list or my listen list. Yeah, it's like if Welcome to Night Vale and The X-Files, like, had a baby podcast. Um, It's all fiction and it's pretty interesting and it, like, talks about, like the science quote-unquote science and history behind certain ghost phenomena but it's also like a fictional story that's pretty good so check that out yeah also if you've never watched the x-files and you're listening to us right now <laughs> shame on you go watch <laughs> yeah. the x-files it's on Netflix. <laughs> not, not get out of our new, podcast not the new series start with the old one yeah, none, none of that new shit. Actually, I shouldn't knock it because it's been pretty decent, but still, start at the beginning. Respect your yes. origins. Respect yes. your Watch until your about season six, and then, and uh, then feel stop. free to yeah. just take it off. Just stop. Just, just, yeah. So um, now we want to introduce a what's, hoping, what's hopefully going to be a recurring segment to yes. end out uh, this episode of the Triple Hoax. <laughs> we are going to do a... Uh, Wait, wait, what are we calling this segment? Hometown Throwdown. Um, I prefer Hometown Hoedown, but, you know. Oh, so sorry. All right. <laughs> so George. George, George is going to give us a good old uh, Hometown Hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little bit. Can you explain what the hometown hoedown I, is? I can't. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Nancy, Bess, and George, the three of the us, three are, of us are from a the same hometown. Um, I won't go into details about where it is. It's in Michigan. Um, 
And it's you'll, just... If you listen long enough, you'll figure out where you'll it is. You'll figure it out. Oh, you'll figure it out. Mystery. Right. Um, to be fair, like all five people listening who know us... <laughs> know what it is (laughs) yes um so it's a delightful little blue collar town and delightful is a stretch honestly delightful is an adjective it's it um delightful (laughs) in that it never disappoints or it disappoints always whichever way you want to look at it it's up to you once we (laughs) tell you some of these stories of things that have happened to us in this town so um, today I have a couple. First, I'd like to give a shout out. Um, so the three of us went to the same community college also. Shout out to my community college chemistry partner because we, I had no idea. He also loved ghosts and ghost hunting. And he actually went to a uh, condemned sanatorium near our hometown and like investigate it with his friends. And I have never connected with another human being on a level <laughs> like that since. It just, I was just like, oh my God, I met a ghost hunter in real life. It was amazing. Yeah. And that brings me to my second thing because we also talked about the Paulding light. So the Paulding light is a phenomena in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. It's um, a like a, it happens like a couple miles from the old US 4045. Um, but it's like this glowing light that like goes through the woods and it moves and people have seen it and it showed up in like the 60s and like these teenagers first saw it and I'm like, well, they weren't sober. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no. Um, that it's been going on for so it's been going on for a long time. There are multiple um, there are multiple reasons people give for what it is. Um, some people say it's a decapitated brakeman from a train that mm. Um, mm. ran through there. And he like stopped a train derailment, but he died in the process, lost his head. So he's out there looking for his head with a lantern. Um, one that creeped me out the most was the uh, a dead postal worker who's like still trying to deliver mail. That one freaked me out a little bit. I was like, that's creepy. <laughs> What a um, sad thing to keep doing in the afterlife. I know. It's terrible. Um, then the worst explanation, the most racist and worst explanation, is that it's a Native American spirit dan- dancing oh, on the power lines out there. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's racist. Whoa. We're not. That's malarkey. That's bullshit. That's- Welcome to Michigan. Yes, basically. <laughs> so, but the cool thing is, is that, um, I don't know if, you five listeners are familiar with Michigan Technological University, mm-hmm. or as we Michiganders call it, Michigan Tech. Um, they actually had a club who was like part of their electrical engineering. They went out and they investigated the Paulding light and they were like, This is, we smell bullshit. We're going to investigate this. Turns out it's nothing but reflected car lights from old. And um, they, like, literally saw with their own two eyes, like, they watched the light move, and then they were, like, looking through the telescope, and they're, like, there's a car. And they had one of the team members go out there and drive a car along that section, mm-hmm. and they were, like, it's car lights. Um, and, but they, like, did, like, the real science thing. They were out there for, like, three months verifying their data. And this article I read, which I will post later, um, the head guy of the team was like yeah we were out there for a long time and we had lots of true believers come out there with us and Mm. were like 
waiting for it and watching it. And we literally showed them evidence, like hard evidence that it was car lights and they refused to believe. They were like, oh, you've got the wrong one or, oh, that just happened tonight. You haven't really seen the actual polling light. Yeah. And that's why I brought up earlier. I was like, well, some people just refuse to accept evidence. Yeah. That's my hometown hoedown, hometown throwdown. Thank you very much. Right. Hometown throwdown, hoedown. There we go. Let's love it. All right. Perfect. All right. And this <laughs> is the part of the podcast where I would give a shout out to all of our five listeners and hopefully more <laughs> listeners to come to please email us at the triple hoax at gmail.com or get at us on our Facebook page. What would you like to hear us talk about? We'll talk about pretty much anything. <laughs> oh, we have Twitter too. And, and we Tumblr. have a Twitter yes. too, and yes. a Tumblr. We're everywhere on the internet because we are the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. it's a bold assertion, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, I like what? the your gym, Nance. Thank yep. you. Thank you kindly. Um, so that's that's my uh, my call out to our listeners to be engaged. Yes. Yeah. We love um, you. We're glad you're listening. Yeah. Thank you. This has been the Triple Hoax. I'm George. I'm Bess. And I'm Nancy. See you next time. Bye.